everyone. This is the Untitled.jpg podcast where we talk about art, movies, and anything that comes to mind. Today we have Tom Ralston, and he's a graphic designer and illustrator from Toronto. Um, but he moved there from London, right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah originally awesome. from the UK. So, Tom, talk to us about like what you do, like how'd you start out, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, thanks so much for having me on here, man. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Cheers. Um, so, yeah, um, as you mentioned, graphic designer and illustrator. Um, I've actually only been like professionally illustrating for um, a little over a year now. Um, so, for the last. Um, well, since about 2008, I've been working as a graphic designer full time, um, ran a partnership with my friend. It was just the two of us. Um, you know, in the early days, we were calling ourselves an agency, trying to make ourselves seem bigger than we were and yeah. bigger clients, <laughs> kind of blagging our way into it. But um, yeah, so I've spent most of my career working as a graphic designer, um, but I was always a kind of hobbyist drawer, illustrator, um, you know, uh, it's since 2011, I, I've been really kind of posting stuff online and um, just seeing if anyone would take any interest. <laughs> yeah, man, um, of course. I, I mean, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in, in 2010, I moved over to Canada. Um, and in 2011, I was applying for a permanent residency. Uh, or maybe it was a little later than that. But around that time, I couldn't work i had been freelancing as a graphic designer so i had a bunch of time off um and i just decided i was going to draw every day post everything i made um and that's kind of where i got a bit of the bug for um creating movie posters and uh, that kind of so how do you find out about like like poster spy and all of that like when was your first experience with that so poster spy i actually really I've had, I've had a weird trajectory. So initially I was posting stuff. So back in 2011, I was posting stuff like almost anonymously or just on Facebook to my small group of friends. Right. Um, and it, it's only really been recently, last couple of years that I've been actively trying to get gigs. Um, as I mentioned, I, I was running this graphic design business and we shut that down. Um, and coincidentally, around that time, I'd been doing an exchange of services with a friend who was kind of coaching me a little bit. Um, and we were having conversations about what I was, I was in a bit of a kind of existential crisis. I didn't know what to do. You know, after 10 years of running a graphic design partnership, I was kind of like, what am I going to do now? Um, and she was, was like, well, if you could do anything you wanted, what would you do? And I said, well, I just illustrate and draw all day. And she said, well, why aren't you doing that? Um, and it's one of those moments where it's like, uh, you know, it seems so obvious in hindsight. Um, but yeah, so I, that, that's kind of got the gears in motion. Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your original question. I know, it's all good, yeah. So then, <laughs> so did you ever go to college for art or did you kind of just self-teach yourself and everything and starting out? Yeah, so I did go to college. Um, this, this is way back when, so I finished up school and as a kid, I was always drawing. Um, I was crazy into film. I loved movies. Um, you know, just as I hit my teenage years, I started buying as many videos as I could get my hands on and just watching every film I could, could get my hands on. 
And the two sort of blended, uh, you know, my room was just covered in posters. There was no bit of wall you could see. It was just bands and films. That's awesome. Yeah, anything I get in my hands, I'd cut stuff out of magazines, publicity shots. Um, but even though I love drawing and I've been doing it for, you know, for a long time and I love film, I, it took me so long to put those two things together and really start to try and do anything with that. So because I love drawing, I did end up going to art college. So in the UK, you get this thing that's called a foundation course, where it's just one year. Um, and it's kind of like you get to dip your toes into the water and just see if you like, you know, you don't have to commit to three years or longer. Yeah. Um, and that's actually where I met the guy that I w- ended up working with for 10 years is we, we became graphic designers. But when I arrived at college for that foundation course, um, I was just so blown away by the work everyone else was you know it felt like everyone else was going through their like picasso blue period and just doing their best work and i you know i think i'd gotten in just by the skin of my teeth or at least that's what it felt like everyone else felt like it felt to me like everyone else had forged their path already and i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing here um (laughs) so i ended up shopping and changing i did um media studies and i did lots of editing which i really loved doing uh but you know i i went there to paint i really wanted to be a painter um and i think i was a little disillusioned by the process of college you know the fact that i felt very and i and i was doing pop culture stuff then and pop culture stuff at college at that time was not really a thing that was done and it was it was kind of yeah. looked down upon Right, because um, like, I like what I went through in college too was just like because I was doing all these kind of designs where I was just like doing a lot of portraiture of like celebrities and everything. It was just considered fan art. It was never considered something feasible, and so I I get what you mean in, in that sense where yeah. everybody was just like looking down on it. Yeah, yeah, and I I had you know I was uh, you know and also I didn't know what I was doing. I was just clinging to things that I liked and trying to express myself, but I didn't feel like I had a voice at that point. Um, so, you know, I just fumbled my, I, I had a great time there. I, you know, as I mentioned, I met, you know, my business partner is like my best friend and, you know, he's, a, we both moved to Canada. Um, you know, we hang out all the time. So, and I've got friendships, um, from that experience that I would, you know, I wouldn't change the experience in and of itself. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't right for me. I think a, a large part of it was just that I was a bit immature at that time. Um, and then conversely, there were, I was looking, I didn't realize that there were mature students who were there. So they were a few years older than me. Um, and you, I, I didn't have the kind of wherewithal to look at their work and say, well, okay, well, they've had a few years of maybe working professionally or, you know, doing this or that. I, I just saw the, the finished products and thought, fuck. I can't do yeah. this. I'm, I'm out of my depth. Um, so it took me a long time after that to kind of um, to get back into illustrating and drawing, and you know, then eventually I got into digital painting. Um, yeah. Okay, so then at least we have an idea of like what it was like for you to start out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So 
I had the same kind of situation with college too, because you start out and I don't know if it was like for you too, where like you're in your own small town. So it's like a little bubble and you think you're one of the best people out there, like doing all the work, but then you go into college and now you're in a bigger melting pot with all these other greater artists. And again, with people older than you too, because anybody can go to college at any point. So yeah, yeah I like definitely did the same thing where it was just like, it was more of a shell shock where it was just like, oh, I got to step my game up kind of thing, you know? Totally. But totally. for me, yeah, what, yeah. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But for me, like college was um, more of like a networking kind of thing for me. That's where I got a lot of the benefits from. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I was so disillusioned that I was, I was, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time down the pub and just, you know, handing in projects that I knew were half-assed. But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I learned so much there that wasn't from the teachers. You know, I I, I still admired what other people were doing and I, I saw their work ethic um and it, it also like you say the small town thing, like you know having come from school where you know part of my identity was as the guy who draws or the guy who gets in trouble yeah. in class because he's sat there drawing when he should be paying attention um you're you're right I, I had that shock to the system um it's fine I just thought of a um this is completely aside, but I don't know, maybe it's an interesting anecdote. No worries, I remember yeah. <laughs> when I was like um, moving into secondary school, which I guess is like. Um, like high school? High school. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be like a high school for us, yeah. They had. Um, you could go for a scholarship for whatever it might be art and design or design technology um and I, I i i collected all my drawings up that i'd done over the years you know none of which were spectacular but you know i loved it and I, you know i really wanted to get that scholarship and it was me and another kid and this other kid just did one painting that he handed in and it was fucking spectacular it was beautiful and of course he got the scholarship it turned out throughout the year that this kid couldn't fucking pick up a pencil he can draw or anything and his parents had hired someone to do a painting so that he could no get scholarship. way yeah yeah Isn't that dude <laughs> nuts that's oh nuts. man that's the worst dude. yeah wow <laughs> yeah um but Did anyway you find out if he got like kicked out or anything after that no i mean uh, you know i i think our art department was a bit of a joke. Uh, you know, I, I, I just did my own thing um, and had, had fun doing it. I think if gotcha. you were passionate about it, you did it. But I don't think anyone noticed or cared or, you know, no justice. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess things happen for a reason, you know. You end up where you yeah, end up. Yeah. and I, You know, that's totally. how, how it goes. Just, yeah, exactly. I think it just made me want to do better work. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then after college, what was it like finding work, like uh, freelance work, clients, all that? Yeah. Um, so I got lots of work, but it was all like photocopying and temp jobs. And yeah, it, it took me a lot. So having finished college, um, you know, at that point, I was like, I'm not going to be painting. This is this is not for me. Um, and so I had, I, you know, I did a lot of temp work. Um, and just 
it got to the point where I'd done enough of that. I was like, I, I have to do something creative. I don't know what. Um, and then graphic design felt like something that was a bit more practical and lucrative um, as opposed to, you know, being an artist. I, you know, in my mind, I, I was kind of like, I had that fearful scarcity mindset of, you know, I have to do something creative, but I have, yeah. you know, I've got to make sure it pays bills. Um, and so, yeah, again, it was actually another friend who was like, you know, why don't you set up a t-shirt business? Um, and he was kind of like, and I'll take some of the cut. And I thought, well, I, you know, I can do that, but I could do it on my own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up, my, my buddy who I mentioned from college, we ended up setting up this partnership. And, um, you know, we didn't, we hadn't learned any of those skills at our college, even though we had technically taken, I think, ended up taking it. The college itself had a really good graphic design program, but we had not taken that. Um, Got it. Okay. We had messed around and spent most of our time down the pub. Um, down the pub, yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. college is for, too. You know, that's what you explore. Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we basically ended up just talking to our friends and trying to get graphic design work through them. Um, and it was very much fake it till you make it type situation. Um, you know, and, and by the time a few years later we had moved to Canada, um, you know, we were getting jobs in house at places. Um, and I, my first proper graphic design job, I was hired as a senior graphic designer, um, just because it was through a, a a temp agency, like a uh, recruitment company. Okay. And they probably just put me forward. And I, I think at that point, we'd done so much work that, and, you know, I think we were pretty good at what we were doing at that point, but we didn't have any professional experience. So I remember, you know, there was a day where I was asked to package up the files. And I was like, yeah, no problem, no problem. You know, and then they walk away and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? What's packaging files? <laughs> Do I have to print it off and wrap it up? Or yeah, it, yeah, know? no. And I, I just had no idea, you know, and, I, and I'd learned so much about like the principles or whatever, but that kind of stuff you only really learn if you're on the job, I think. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, and then every job is so different in what they mean when they say these things, you know, it could be as easy as like, oh, packages as in InDesign, like file, and then literally it says package and, and you do it that way. But then other companies mean it a whole different kind of way. So it's just really, you got to work with it. But I'm the same way, yeah. man. It's literally fake it till you make it and then just say yes and then go to Google right after to figure out what they actually meant. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. And you know what? In all that time, um, you know, nothing ever really went wrong. I was never kind of caught out. I, I was always polite, respectful, and, and you have to know um, when to say, I don't understand, I don't know. Um, and Similarly, no one ever said to me, what are you doing here if you don't, you know, I think as long as you are kind of affable and, uh, you know, polite and explain yourself, you know, no one's going to care. Yeah. Um, you know, to some degree, we're all doing that, I think, um, you know, regardless. Everyone has different levels of experience. Um, so, yeah, it, it got me through some... <laughs> um, Listen, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got what you got where you got because of how you did it. So, totally, so totally. Um, yeah, and you know, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, 
the amount of stuff I learned just in a very short period of that job, um, you know, was invaluable. And I, I don't think you can learn that kind of thing at, you know, college. Um, I'm, I'm speaking specifically graphic design now, but right, um, right, yeah. Yeah, no, life experience is so much better. I mean, like what I would always recommend people to do is when you're starting out too, is just go to your like local shops. Maybe they need a t new t-shirt design for their businesses. Maybe like the local theater can need like a poster design here or there. And you're not really going to build that portfolio without doing these kind of things. Or another thing I would suggest would probably be like, um, make up your own uh, like prompt. And then go from there, yeah. like you're being hired by somebody, you know? Absolutely, but, uh, yeah. We we did that all the time, and we and we did so much pro bono work to begin with, and uh, also, yeah. quite honestly, through, we did we went we did that far far too long. Um, you know, I think probably like eighty percent of the work we did was for friends or for charities or whatever. Um, but that's that's yeah that's how you learn that's and and also you pick up the skills of like dealing with clients and yeah. communication and all that all that good stuff so while you were like building up this business with your partner where did you have any other kind of jobs to like supplement that while you were trying to build that uh yeah so i, I think the way we did it is um and we had quite quite a neat system it was, i was fortunate it was the two of us cuz what would happen is um invariably first of all we split everything down the middle we had a very kind of um uh yeah you know not a lot of people can do that you know i think it's in a way it's easier and more sensible to sort of have rates and but but because we were yeah. such good friends we just said look everything that comes in we split down the middle it's easier for tax purposes all that kind of stuff um but what invariably happened is we had different expenses and so if one of us was you know, running lower in the bank account or whatever, we just freelance at different, we freelance in-house at different places. So we were, we were keeping that business running the whole time. Um, but, you know, if we wanted to supplement our income, we would work in-house. Um, Got it. Okay. Which, you know, from an illustrative illustration point of view, rather, it's, um, you know, that's not something that you can really do um, without kind of, you know, there just aren't so many in-house illustration gigs, right? Um, yeah, I mean, even like around where I'm at, I mean, there was like here, you just really got to apply to places and and there's usually they're getting hundreds of like applications in that sense. So they're always, you know, denying it because you're, you're in just a pile of other illustrators, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So like what over here you'd have to just get like a day job like just to supplement your income while you're building your freelance like career you know mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i for you you kind of just started out doing just creative work from right off off the gate even like doing freelance yeah. work just to supplement your own business yeah yeah um i mean it, it so it was a 10-year journey so i'm thinking back i mean i should put it in perspective we started out working in our respective parents houses you know what i mean yeah <laughs> there was nothing we didn't have office space or anything like that so you know we kept the overheads as low as possible and we did that not working from our parents houses but we kept the overheads low as possible for a long time um and yeah we were we were kind of um whilst we were faking it till we made it we were also really 
kind of diligent about learning and trying to pick up new skills and um you know when we weren't when we didn't have work um we were at the very least you know watching ted talks and stuff that was related to design or tangential fields um so we were always trying to learn and kind of push ourselves um and and that was kind of um part of the beauty of having a partner like that is you know you're sharing things you're trying to keep each other infused even through the time as well you know work is slow um yeah that's great man um so i mean i guess because you started out so early on right out right out the gate do you really have like a definitive moment where you realize that like that you can make career as an artist like um reality yeah yeah um so i mean i'm st- so you can make a career as an artist. <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, yeah you're doing it, it yeah no I, I so as i mentioned I, i've only been doing this sort of professionally as in getting paid to illustrate for just like over a year um and i've had it's been a really weird year i've had so much um luck and like more than that sort of uh uh serendipitous kind of events things that happen so whilst i'm saying to myself right i'm going to be a professional illustrator and there was a kind of decision that was made um around that time someone reached out to me from car and driver magazine and they'd seen some of the work that i just put out um on instagram and at the time i posted it it was just to share because it, it was pers- personal sort of passion projects um but he said hey can you do that style for a half page illustration for our magazine um and that was probably the moment where i was like oh shit um you know this thing's going to be print printed and car and driver has a huge subscribership so that that was a big deal that was a big deal um and that set a lot of other things in motion um yeah so that if i could pinpoint a moment it would be that yeah yeah that that's a perfect question yeah that's a a perfect time to uh like pretty much say that like yeah you can make a career out of it so right yeah and a lot of questions people do have also is like when they do get approached by like these big magazines and whatnot they don't know how to price their work did you ever have an issue with pricing your work for that yeah yeah so i mean it's funny in a way my whole career has been kind of backwards and slow and you know there have been periods where i had regrets i didn't just go straight into what i wanted to do straight out of school um but the reality is that that weird sort of journey of all these different paths and then graphic design and and you know um you know i also went to university and studied um something completely different but all of those things have actually helped in regards to stuff like you know how much do you charge um with graphic design um you know i was in boardrooms with people like negotiating the dollars and cents on like projects that were um you know thousands and thousands of dollars you know and you know sweating it down and, and trying to show no fear and act be confident when i'm you know just terrified um yeah and so so 
it the what I had to do is not so much learn how to deal with that, but just learn the sort of uh, the industry rates. You know, the the what what is what's the value of something to someone who is a publisher, uh, someone in comics, someone um, you know who wants a private commission. Um, and the the honest truth is, I'm still figuring that out. Um, for graphic design, I kind of had it down. I had 10 years to figure it out. Um, and I, I think if I've learned one thing, it is having the conversation and trying not to be afraid of talking about money. Um, because most people don't, you know, I think we have this idea that like, you know, whoever is hiring you or you're, you're talking to, to about money is desperately clinging onto the money or trying to screw you over or trying. And I think the reality is actually quite different. It's just that we, we're all so afraid to talk about money that, um, you know, as illustrators or designers, we tend to say, yes, sure, your budget is fine. That's great. You know, I don't need to eat. Just pay me whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, I think actually the reality is, is is that if you, as the freelancer or the, the person who's being hired, if you are more open to talk about the money and say, well, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm flexible to negotiate, but that is generally a little lower than I would like. To, then more often than not, people, you know, feel bad or they want to, or they'll explain why their budget is so low. Um, and, and then you can say, oh, okay, you know, that is low. Perhaps if we work in the future, we can approach it from a different point of view. Or, you know, you learn to, I mentioned exchanging services, that sometimes that's beneficial or, um, you know, so, so there's kind of tricks that you pick up along the way. Um, and it is terrifying when you start out fresh out of school. And um, I certainly was never taught any of that. Um, you know, the information I gleaned was from, again, watching videos online and then yeah. sort of muddling through it and making mistakes, you know. Um, but, you know, there's that thing in negotiating about leaving money on the table. Well, you know, yeah, and, I, I didn't even and, see the table sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I think what a, a lot of people worry about is just like the scarcity of work. You know, they get they get someone interested in their work but they're afraid to lose them because of the price, you know? But then mm -hmm. again, you don't want to be working for something like for a couple hundred bucks and you're working day in and day out. And it's just yeah. not, you know, working out because you, you know, you got to pay your bills. And I think yeah. it's just, could you like give advice to people on like how not to be afraid to lose a job and still like, like know that it's okay to lose the job because you you need to make more money, you know, that there's more jobs that, that are going to come out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's funny because I can talk quite confidently about this, but as I mentioned before, I've done so much work for free over the years that um, it's kind of ludicrous. Um, yeah. But I think that one of the things that's come out of that is that, um, uh, how, how do I characterize this? Okay, I'll give you an example, actually. This is a good example. So re recently, um, I was invited to contribute to a charity project for a Star Trek-related um, uh, gig. Um, do you know Laz Marquez? 
I think his name is Laz Marquez. Laz he and Marquez. a few other people. Yeah, I think you, I, yeah, I, think I sure follow him. Yeah, his, he's been doing a ton. He does quite a lot of like horror. Um, he did some really cool Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think it, anyway, it's coming to other, mind for sure. Yeah, yeah, he and a few other people put together this wonderful project um, for uh, breast cancer awareness, I believe it was, and they got a bunch of artists to contribute um, their favorite female Star Trek characters. Um, so th- you know, this is a pro bono gig. Um, I uh, did an illustration of Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan, if you should know if you're a Trekkie. Yeah. Um, and uh you know that sent off you know got some kind of feedback from which is lovely um but you know beyond that it was um you know it was just for as a passion project and you know because it was for a good cause but now i'm working with star trek because they saw that image um and someone there has hired me to do these comic covers which is you know a dream come true um so I, I, you know, when it comes to doing stuff for free, I think, and I think this this is true of all work, but you know, regardless of how much you were getting paid for it, is um, if it feels right and if it's aligned with the things you're interested in, and you don't feel like you're being manipulated, you feel like the person who's talking to you about it or emailing you about it is enthused and genuine, um, then it may not pay the bills that day, but I think some good will probably come of it. Um, and and then I think the flip side to that is to be kind of like smart with your money. Um, yeah. And and sometimes you you know you have to, um, you know, be a waiter or a waitress or you know have side gigs, have day jobs. Um, you know, none of the stuff I'm talking about happened overnight. Um, you know, it's been years and as I said, I've only been doing this professionally for a very short time because, you know, I, I'm a cautious, I'm naturally a cautious person and I, I, you know, took baby steps. Um, yeah. And I probably could have started doing a lot earlier, but um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a cautious kind of pleasure delay type. <laughs> Listen, I'm um, the same way. I'm very like, I don't, I'm not a very risky person, but there are moments where mm. I'm just like, you know, you just go for it. But yeah, yeah no. Um, and illustration is one of those things where you can get big at like when you're fifties and your sixties, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. there's no yeah. like, like a too late to join in kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah, like totally. the craziest one that I've, I, I mean, it's not crazy, but it's just like, what made me realize that this is true is just like when I was listening to the drop mag with uh, Rory Kurtz when he was on there and he was saying that he didn't really start doing this professionally as well. Like until like his thirties, cause he was just kind of doing it for himself and it was his wife that convinced him to like get into it. And I was just like, that's insane. Yeah. And you know, cause like I'm going, I'm getting out of college at 21 and I'm, and I'm seeing a lot of, you know, you see your friends already having their careers, having families at like 25, 24, you know, and then you're just there. So it's just yeah. like a lot of these totally. things happen later on in life, you know, and then you're, you just got to keep at it, honestly. And, and even with baby steps, you're still going to make it. I mean, you're standing here telling us what, how you've done it and you're working professionally now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I listened to that same interview with Rory and, um, 
man, his work is so good. And when I heard that, it was it was like uh, it was what I needed to hear. You know, I was yeah. like, yes, you know. Um, and also, I I feel a kind of kinship in that way because it's been a similar. I think he was doing photography for a long time. Yeah, he was like doing like wedding weddings and stuff in. Uh, yeah, was he from Wisconsin? Something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, he may not be from this planet. I'm. I'm just. Who <laughs> so, knows? Yeah. Every time I try to figure out his style, man, and like he he'll post like he did uh, for uh, the Wolverine for the Logan piece, which I got. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I was able to grab uh, the the main one. Um, All right, yeah, po- I'm hanging up now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to miss out, man, because I haven't gotten one of his pieces. I have a bunch of I have two of uh, Gabs because uh, he was my mentor in college, and uh, uh, I have. Um, uh, his Blade Runner, which I got at New York Comic Con, and then his uh, Godfather piece, which I I got at at the gallery show he had in uh with Bottleneck. I was able to meet him there. Nice, and he was your mentor. He said, "Yeah." So the way that happened was our our uh, last year of college. Um, they told us we had to find a mentor to help us with our final project and create our own piece. And that's when I was and like, I, really... I didn't reply to your email. I'm guessing that day. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was also <laughs> like my senior year. It was uh, when I got really into uh, uh, alternative movie posters, and I didn't like. I was just dipping my toe in, and he was one of the first ones that I saw with because I was looking at Poster Spy and Alt AMP, uh, that big uh, account, alternative movie posters that they mm. have like a bunch of followers, and I was seeing a lot of his work there. And so I gave him a cold email. I was just like, hey, uh, I'm in, a senior in college. Right on. I love your work, man. Um, I, ideally, I would love to do a movie poster for, for my senior show. If you if you have any time, please come with me. Oh, like, help help me out. And he yeah. was more than helpful on it. And he's the one that helped me make uh, my uh, full metal jacket piece, which, I mean, with yeah. his help, I won first place in, in the senior show. So I was just like... Right on, right you on. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not bad for. That's a pretty good art director, right there. Dude, the best. <laughs> it was so easy to work with him, man. And he's yeah. yeah, and like he's so like in in like informative on everything, like compositional wise. He was like teaching me all these things and like showing me other ones that I could work off of, like just to get inspiration off. Man, it was great. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, his, his work is sublime. And his brother yeah. too, incredible. Uh, yeah, the the brother duo is, and like they they're so insane with like the amount of detail they go into all their pieces. Like uh, yeah. Gab's recent one with uh, Lord of the Rings, how all and then all the color separations. My a buddy of mine, uh, Craig, he he got that piece, and it's just dude intense. It's not, and it's and not. he just works off pencil, and then he colors it in, in yeah. Photoshop. Yeah. yeah, somewhere out there, his brother is it chris christoph christoph yeah um he's got a a tutorial that was probably originally in a magazine somewhere um and it's online and it's one of the is one of the tutorials when i saw it like so many things clicked into place and i was like oh you know i I don't know if you feel this but you know some some days you just learn little things or you see something you're like oh i could try that you know um and that was one of the, the big ones for me um, the big one for me was gradient maps, and I just learned that like last year. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> like that blew my mind when I was just like, so yeah. I'm wasting all my time coloring every little shade over my black and white drawing when I could have just easily put a gradient, you know, these yeah, things yeah. that you, you like regret it because you're like, I wish it so much time in the past, but you know, yeah, it's learning yeah. experiences still, you know, totally. And I, I think I, I kind of touched on this before, but like the, the wasting your time thing, I, I've also like a lot of the things around my, like if I have a style or whatever, a lot of the weird nuances is the shit that you learned doing it the wrong way. I think if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you pick up weird little, I worked in vector. I did vector illustration for, I don't know why, but I did that for so long. And I don't mean like vector style. I mean, I tried to like paint like you would in Photoshop. But, in but with vector, I did that. right. Yeah. Yeah. I did that for years and I had some cool results, but not really the way I'd recommend doing it. With um, all those, pa- dude, illustrator scares me, man. I, I try to avoid it as much as possible. The most I'll yeah. go into that is when I have like a logo design, obviously, but other than mm-hmm. that, photo, Photoshop and Procreate, Procreate is king for me. I mean, that's where I mostly spend yeah. my hours illustrating. Yeah, but, uh, we'll talk yeah. about Gabs and his bro. They, they, uh, you know, as as coming from a graphic design background, you know, I'm well versed in lots of like the kind of, um, you know, I spend a lot of time creating typeface not typefaces that's a little extreme for me but um yeah. you know logo types custom made logo types that kind of thing and like tweaking thing but seeing the work that they do you know like when i finish the poster the last thing i want to do I, oftentimes it's terrible but i just slap on the type because dude i'm the same way uh, yeah it's not good it's not good but they do this they they create like they work with it yeah they just yeah oh my god man inspiration man which one that's one of the things (sighs) i need to get better at yeah um because that's the thing i spend all my time doing the illustration and then i'm like and i know you're supposed to think of the type in the beginning so you could work with the illustration but once you once you spent all those hours on that portrait you're just like all right slap it on pop yeah, but, um, yeah. I just yeah, I no, love rendering. Like the, I get caught up. Yeah, that. exactly. It's just all the rendering, and then with them, they just design with they just design type for that specific poster. I'm trying yeah. to think. I think it was his Promethe- Prometheus one that he like merged it with his drawing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of them. He's done it like that, and I'm just like so jealous. And yeah, and like he shows you like his drawing, and then you still like try trying to figure out how he colors it. and he i think he he was also on drop mag and he was just saying like yeah it's just pencil and then i use like multiply layer and then color layer and i'm just like but i can't i don't i don't get what you get you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah slow it, down a minute <laughs> yeah it's Open just like photoshop share screen let's, let's break yeah it down. yeah it's it's like yeah it's like the smallest things they do but, but they still manage i don't know you know yeah. the masters at their work at their craft same thing with rory man He'll show you like literally layer by layer what he does, and I still can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It's funny. I uh, talking about Rory Kurtz. Um, I actually um, hung up one of his pieces. Um, he did a national parks Rocky Mountain piece. Um, yes, and I yeah. Had missed out on Logan. I was, that was my uh, consolation purchase. Um, and it's beautiful. It's it's a it's an incredible piece in and of itself. 
Um, but it, it was amazing seeing it up close and being able to kind of really, uh, you know, you don't, the screen can only give you so much information and, um, exactly. Yeah. It's cool to see it up close. Um, also one other quick thing, um, you mentioned the, the kind of the age thing, um, Paul Mann is another, I don't know if you're familiar with his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He does all his like acrylic or something, right? It's just like all hand painted, yeah. not even digital. Beautiful hand painted. I also hung out one of his pieces. I got a Hellboy piece. Um, but he's another guy who, um, I mean, it's, it's different. It's not like he's suddenly like, he's been in the strength for a long time. Um, yeah. Um, you know, and he's incredible, but his sort of online presence, career whatever you want to call it has has sort of taken off in the last few years um yeah it's ha had like a resurgence because i feel like he's been working on like a lot of like anniversary pieces like his halloween mm -hmm. piece that with the blues and oranges dude amazing yeah, i think Mondo. that was yeah yeah it was like a mondo piece right and I, and it was for like their um their vinyl i think it was and uh right yeah it's just he's just having that resurgence of being able to work on these big uh licenses but yeah, man, yeah i love incredible. his work yeah yeah it's beautiful beautiful yeah i mean hopefully i can talk to a bunch of those guys but uh we'll see yeah but, uh, one good for you for reaching out to gaps man i know you had to do it through yeah college, yeah but, but like, you know it's such a good thing was, to do and you don't need to have college i mean you exactly have podcast, yeah you so that's another way i could have easily it. you know you could have gotten that without going to college i mean and that's what i really love about the community of like poster design just illustrators in general you know they're usually always like super um easy to talk to and always willing to help out you know and yeah i've had nothing but wonderful interactions with exactly yeah people. And it's always great to like go at at a gallery show and then just meet even more people that way like a uh, bottleneck i was meeting a bunch of people there and just yeah. so awesome. Speaking of which, I went to the bottleneck show for Gabs that day, and it was Paul Shipper and Rory Kurtz all all together with Gabs in one building, and On I was too afraid. In person, yeah, all in person together. I was, but they were like all talking with each other. But I was just like, nah, that's not my not my time. <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'm not I'll, worthy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. That's a uh, master speaking. I can't, I can't join in on that yet. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, my, I want to be like, why, why would they do I? But I would have done probably exactly the same thing. Yeah, just, yeah. You like you, 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 you think in your head you're gonna like walk up to the. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think you're gonna walk up to them and be like, "Hey, my name is blah blah blah." So tell me how you work, kind of thing. But you know, there's a time and yeah. place for everything, and uh, they were really deep in combo. But, yeah, um, they're probably yeah. talking about that weirdo over there staring at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, why does he keep staring at me? <laughs> yeah. All right, but well, it, you know what? But that's the thing. You're right. It's such a great community, and you know, um, obviously, it's at a gallery show. But you know, they would have been caught. Like Gabs, I've had, um, you know, a tiny bit of interaction with online. Um, yeah. And he he just seems like the loveliest guy. He always goes above and beyond, and um, you know, Paul Schiffer is now. I mean, he's he's the kind of the the guy, right? It seems. Yeah, like he's the moment. guy now for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, and I kind of feel sorry for him because every time I hear his name, it's the Drew Struzan kind of like prodigy, right? 
Um, yeah, but I mean, he 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 was trained by Drew. You know, like that. That's yeah. who he came from. You know. Yeah, yeah. I did, was he directly trained? I think. From Drew I mean, I've seen like photos with him and Drew, and like I think right. there was a certain mo- like part where they he was like learning from Drew at one point. I think if I heard it right, but right. I mean, it's undeniable. Wow. They have very similar styles, but you know, in, sure. in yeah. yeah. But Paul has his own way, you know, like it's his own mm-hmm. style aside from that. But it, it okay. has his obviously Drew's like influence, but doesn't yeah. take away about like how amazing his pieces are, dude. No, exactly. Those, comp- exactly. those compositions and, and, are amazing. Yeah, yeah, precisely. And you can, I feel like you can tell his piece, and it's not because it lacks anything of it. Well, I mean, Drew's work is. Yeah, I mean, everybody you know, knows his his work, but like you yeah, said, yeah, you can definitely them. still differentiate <laughs> between them. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I have a but, little. I'm very proud of this, so I'm going to point it out. Sorry to anyone who's just got audio on this, but I don't know if you can see over here, but I have a little Drew Struzan, um, oh, one of his dude. original comps. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I know that as illustrators, you know, um, it's not the most lucrative field, um, but you know, we all spend money on posters and whatever. Oh yeah, like Galactic Gallery has some of his original artwork. Up, that's what I was just um, going to talk about. Yeah, I looked right. at it and I was and I was like, oh, maybe I could buy one. Not yet. <laughs> not, 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 right gonna lie. not gonna lie. I went really. I, you know, if there was a way of like organizing price high to low, I went straight Go, to the low. Straight to um, the low. Yeah. 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 But I'm a I'm a big fan of Casablanca the movie, and this is um, an illustration he did for or a comp for a postage stamp of the composer of Casablanca. Um, That's awesome, like, man. Snap that out. Wow. Yeah, man. And I carry and it's around like... with me everywhere I go. <laughs> just be like hey look what i got this is me i got it yeah <laughs> i mean dude that's that's a timeless piece man i would never mm. let go of that thing for sure no, especially no. with it being drew you know um yeah, i yeah. actually got one of drew's uh because uh bottleneck was doing um a print run of drew's for blade runner and i and i grabbed oh. it and yeah yeah it was like I uh i want to say you might not be able to see it because they're light reflected but yeah that's one of his signs Right, right. Is that is that twenty four by thirty six back there? No, no, no. It's like no. Uh, eleven seventeen. So, oh, uh, so the one I got is like the the poster, oh, like twenty four by thirty six, and it's his Blade Runner piece. And um, he, he, I think it was like out of a thousand prints that were made, and he, they're all signed. So I, I was able to grab one of the signed ones. Nice, nice. Yeah. Amazing. So I, I could at least say I have one thing that. Drew touched, you know. <laughs> Everyone so, should uh, have one. Yeah. Yeah, w- one little thing here and there, and then and then like th- a few months after, then he did the same thing for uh for uh Back to the Future, and I'm like, damn, I, I sh- <laughs> mm. but I didn't That's grab it. I should have. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like I spend as much money on posters as I earn through making posters and yeah doing. yeah it, it's just the name of the game i mean it's just an investment on its own man i mean you see how these posters that like bottleneck and mondo like come out with once they sell out they're already on ebay for like triple of the amount you know yeah Your investment true. yeah true. times get tight i don't know if yeah. i can let them go though 
I don't know. I don't think all the ones that I have, I don't, I don't plan on selling them for, for to anyone. Cause they're just per- like any one that I do get is just, it means something to me, you know, like that yeah, Logan piece, yeah. man. What I saw that and I was just like, yeah, I, I need that. Cause I love the movie. The, the movie I think came out on my birthday and I went with a buddy of mine and <laughs> He, I, I turn over when the movie ends. I turn over to him. He has tears in his eyes. I'm like, damn, that yeah, hit hard, it hit home. So I always remember I think that. that might be and, my favorite of all the. Oh yeah, um, of all the, I feel like of all the X Men, I think that's that's the mm-hmm. one that. I mean, because you're also getting the actual like raw like, like blood and everything and like true emotion out of that. You yeah, know? yeah, and. They did that so well. And then with the yeah. ending song with Johnny Cash, man. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to give it another watch now. Do it. Do Going it. Going on the watch list. Yes. Um, I think, uh, oh, I watched it in uh, in the black and white version because they came out with the noir. Yeah. It's a whole, and then it, yeah, on OLED, it's like a whole experience because... <laughs> It's actually like the true blacks and everything, dude. It's so good. Um, Amazing. But yeah, I grabbed that poster and I, it, it's coming out during Christmas time. And I was like, I told myself, this is my Christmas present to myself from the summer. So yeah, that's, right that's that, you know, but um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's, um, I want to talk about then your style. Cause then it, it's very distinctive from a lot of other kind of, things that I've seen and and you're saying you kind of started out drawing like professionally only a year ago so like where did that style come from like who who inspired um that kind of uh executions yeah uh well thank you for the kind words um of course man I I was I have and have been and continue to be obsessed with style and with like trying to yeah, at some point I realized that this was unhealthy, but for a long time I was just like, it's got to be different. It's got to be different. It's gotta be yeah. Different. Um, and so I, you know, I think like a lot of people, it's like an amalgamation of, um, you know, one month it's like Hans Woody is God. Let's copy his style and, you know, or like Tony Stella, Tony Stella's like sparse, um, you know, water cut. Yeah. I just, yeah. chopped and changed and um you know truth be told i think i'm still sort of finding um my style um yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i i, I think that um it's, it's gotten weird as well because now i get hired for particular pieces that i may have done a long time ago and because i was experimenting with a the style then you know i if I, you know, I may have to go into those files and see if I yeah, and figure out how it exactly you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also um, uh, this is a word of warning for everyone out there that works digitally. I recently lost all of my brushes. Oh, um, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which at the at the time was devastating, and I thought it was going to be a nightmare. But it's it's actually been fine, and I, it's um you know, it forces you to really think about how you work and, you know, cause you, I, I'd ended up just getting into a rote pattern of like this first and this and that. Um, so it's, it's actually been fine, but there was a, there was a moment where I, you know, uh, was suicidal. I thought you were going to say that you lost like your, 
your drawings from back then kind of thing you know no 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 thankfully not although yeah um I, you know i i think i, I would have been more devastated with the brushes having been lost <laughs> oh um, man no i i, I don't know something with a like because you know you always want to go back to those old files you never know what you'll find in there yeah that's true that's true and as i said like sometimes i now have to go back and be like what was i doing how did i build yeah. this like how did i um so in terms of style i don't know i I, I like um, one thing I do like doing is taking more modern films and doing them in a slightly more kind of like retro um, kind of painterly bubble and squeak streak rather style kind of um, and yeah and then doing the the opposite kind of juxtaposition where it's like an older film but maybe in the kind of modern style um, yeah but I also tend to kind of approach each you know property um you know on its own merits and um you know i, I wouldn't do, do like pulp fiction say in the same way as necessarily that i would do with terminator or something i you know sometimes it's the concept that or the brief that directs style um um, and then there are other times when I start with a style in mind and I sort of end up doing what I've done before. And you, you kind of. Yeah, I've been stuck in that yeah. kind of thing, too. You know, you, you visualize yeah. it differently in your head, but your your like motor skills are just like, no, the, the muscle. Yeah, memory is it, like, it, yeah and it's like a river. It just naturally takes yeah. its own path. Um, but, you know, well, you find you do a little, you know, the, you do a little mistake. and You're like, oh, that actually looks. That, like that could work and you kind of build out of that or um but in terms of style i i think i suppose if there's one thing i'm doing constantly is you know and sometimes this works more effectively than others but it's trying to kind of um make it look as kind of less digital and more painterly um Sometimes I'm like, why, why am I, why don't I just learn to paint properly? It would save a lot of time yeah. and effort. Um, but then would it? I don't know. Maybe working digitally, you know, obviously saves time in other areas. Um, and and there's an interest. There are tools, you know, working digitally that um, I don't know. T like Tony Seller is for me one of the best. Um, poster artist i just, just yeah no for sure i mean there. just artists in general i mean like his when you see his pieces then you know it's it's him like that's like yeah. the kind of style i want to achieve you know where it's just people know where it's coming from you know yeah and i totally yeah, get exactly. what you mean yeah and and he um and another artist his name completely escapes me right, right now cool cool got his book behind me Marc Antoine Coulon, a uh, French guy, he, he he does these like slight minimal portraits um, that you know the way that he creates them, they look effortless and and kind of and you you just have to assume that that would be easy to accomplish because it's three lines or you know yeah. light and of course there's nothing harder than that and and he. He and Tony Stella, I think, have that that being able to capture a lightness and the, the quality of light 
um, in a way that um, feels almost obvious. Like, of course, you would approach it like that. But if you break down all the elements, and I, I've obsessively <laughs> looked at uh, Tony Stella's work, but like, it's just magic being able to get those compositions yeah, and like sure. paint and get and get the lightnesses that good. Um, incredible, incredible. Um, yeah, one of my favorite so things to know, do like, is yeah, like one of my yeah. favorite things to do is just grab like an ovoir. Is that how you say ovoir of like all these different artists just to see? Mm. all their work and i'm the same way i just like i have a whole shelf of just that of an ever-growing library of just people's work and it's yeah. like nothing beats yeah. just seeing it on like in front of you granted it's still on a book but it's so much better than on a screen you know and like yeah. being yeah. able to just nitpick it all totally yeah books uh you know in the digital age you know, art books feel a bit like a sort of frivolous expense when you can find so much of it online, but yeah. they're just so, it's so different seeing it in print, even if it's, you know, uh, you know, a replication of, you know, yeah, exactly. in print, it's still um, so much better. It's weird. Zooming in and out on the screen doesn't really translate to the. I know, right? Like, you'll look, you can zoom in and see all the textures and everything, but for some reason, it just doesn't click the same as if you had it in in front of you in a book for some reason. I I don't know what it is. No, I can't explain it, but it's definitely a a thing. Um, So, yeah, if you know, just if you're interested in artists and you're studying their work, you want to study their work, yeah, hit the library for. Yeah, you know, find some way of finding their work that's in print because, yeah, it's a world of difference. One one book that's in my list of like that I still need to grab is the is a Kiko Steinberg's. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's how you said last name of her her book. You have it. I still haven't yeah. grabbed it yet, and I um, it's it's in my list of like things. I, I just it's like one of those things where if you have a disposable income, then you you like splurge a little. So that's. Mm-hmm. It's coming up, but man, she. Speaking of like just poster designers, just killing the game, man. Like she's just like at the top right now. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, her work is incredible. Her, I mean, I, I think I she, could. Sorry, I could ahead. technically say I have one of her pieces because she was the art director for the Logan piece. <laughs> Logan, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I mean. I haven't read up on it too much, but it sounded like a, you know, wonderfully collaborative process. And yeah. You, oh, well, oh, yeah, it was on the Dropcast. Um, yeah, yeah. He was talking about, about it there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's absolutely one of her pieces. Um, she's someone actually that I've had a tiny bit of correspondence with. And again, she's just a delight. She's nothing, it'd be nothing but supportive and kind and, um, you know, took the time to, really respond to me as opposed to just being like yeah yeah you know <laughs> exactly um, yeah yeah but yeah highly recommend that book because i mean there's a reason that she's at the top of the game and it's like her compositions her concepts like her i if, i don't know do you follow her on instagram yeah yeah i do yeah she, her live videos are just hilarious um and I, I think she has just a unique mind where she looks at things differently, really differently. Um, you know, and, and we all have 
natural skills, I think, when it comes to, you know, for some people it's rendering, some people it's compositions, um, but she seems to have have it all, you know, um, she can paint. Yeah. I love that yeah. half her, like, half her page is also just, like, memes, too, which yeah, just exactly, makes exactly. it even funnier. <laughs> yeah, 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 she's great, she's great. So, um, let's talk about then, like, what's your workflow like during the day when you're working on a piece? Yeah, um, when I'm working on a piece, um, it kind of depends a little bit on how it's kind of come, come to me, whether or not, um, if it's something that's like in publishing or someone has, uh, you know, um, there's an editorial brief, for example, that's usually kind of quite fast moving. Um, and I haven't had too many of any of these, to be honest. So I'm not a kind of expert in, in that sense. But again, I've, I've had 10 years of graphic design experience and that has sort of instilled in my mind that everything needs to be part of a process. Um, you know, it's the same thing in terms of you start with a sketchbook first. Um, and prior to even get, getting down to the work, it's asking all the right questions and negotiating um, a price. Um, there's a website out there, speaking of price, there's a website out there somewhere that is crowdsourced. It's like a spreadsheet of crowdsourced information. Oh, are you talking about Lightbox? Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. It. That's yeah, well, like um, that people just submit the work they've done for certain companies, like anonymously, so they don't get in trouble, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, I've it's checked been that a out. For me. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, people just say, okay, well, I've worked with this brand or this company, this agency. Um, this is how much money they paid me for this gig. Um, and I've been approached by a couple of people and checked that and thought, you know, that seems a bit low. But then you can see that it's consistently around that price within that company or that, you know, within that agency. Um, and it's just a good way of knowing, again, coming from graphic design where everything is priced wildly differently. Um, sometimes even if it's similar kind of things, um, it's so good to know that, you know, you're in the right ballpark. Um, right. And that if you want to negotiate a little bit more, you know that someone has in the past, um, you know, and these agencies and companies and publishing houses are, are the same as us. They're creature habits and they, they, they don't want to, you know, they'll, they'll know what the going rate is. Um, yeah. So if they're pulling a fast one, you can find out through that. Um, and I've had a couple of gigs that were on there. Um, yeah. So that's a good resource. Um, but I forget what the original, oh, the, my the, process. The work, yeah. Your workflow. Yeah. The workflow. Um, so yeah, and, and and the thing that I have always struggled with, um, and this goes back to college days, um, is that I know kind of um, intellectually that the more time you spend before you start a project, getting the compositions right and planning it out, coming up with a good concept, you know, I, I, I genuinely believe that that should be like, you know, 80% of the project, you know, not necessarily time, but like mental effort, you know, really thinking hard and planning out and getting your comps down. Um, now, do I practice that? No, I'm terrible. I, I do try and 
I'm better with if it's if again if it's for if oftentimes if it's a quick turnaround, I'm 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 ready to sketch quickly. And if it's a personal project, I will often tend to just be like, oh, but I have this good idea. There's no better ideas out there. I'll just run with it. And then of course you start rendering, and then there's that moment where you think, well, is it too late to start again, or can I move this piece because that would be a lot better. Why didn't I think of that before? Um, so, you know, in terms of like recommendations of how my process should be, um, you know, sketches that, that phase and not just sketches, but just concepts and things. And, yeah. Know, like th- I, what I usually do in the beginning is just straight up thumbnail and I do it on my yeah. sketchbook. I don't do it like on the iPad because when it comes to ideas, I want to just get them down and really fast. And thumbnailing has always been my my thing. Like my sketchbook is not yeah. it's not really full of drawings. It's mostly just these small concepts, like just full of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's 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 the way, man. That's the way. Um, and you know, it, it depends on the project, I think, um, and the time frames and the amount of pressure you have on you. Um, you know, because there are those projects where someone says, "Hey, can you do this commission or whatever?" You've got plenty of time. Um, and you can kind of noodle it around for a while. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I think if you have that time, if you're working on it, it will also work subconsciously. And like, even if you're not cracking the idea on paper or it might sort of formulate in the background, I think a little bit. Um, but then in terms of my work, workflow for when I'm actually illustrating, um, again, it kind of depends on um the the style that, that I'm taking if it's more kind of line work orientated or more painterly um but yeah sketches and comps um one thing that I think a lot of people and I certainly used to be like this when coming from graphic design is that you sort of you want to hoard your ideas and then share with the client um when you feel like it's ready to be shared I actually quite like having communications with the client either throughout the process or having a lot of conversation early on um, for for a few reasons. First of all, you, you really get you on the same page and you don't end up rendering something and then them saying, no, 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 this, you misunderstood me. Um, right. So there's that kind of communication element. But I think also I learned this a lot over and over again doing graphic design that you're even if a client doesn't have the first clue about painting or art direction, um, they're approaching you for a reason. And it's often not just exclusively financial or, you know, they just need to get a logo or a painting or whatever it is that they're oftentimes invested in a different way. And if you can learn to take that feedback on, um, and, and invite them into the conversation in a kind of controlled way, um, yeah, and what I mean by that is not saying like, "Hey, what do you think?" Open-ended question, and you you're know, right, you're like you know, with. exactly, because then there's always going to be changes, whatever you say, you know. There's all, exactly, exactly. There's always changes, changes regardless. But I, I found um, just over time that um, the assumption that the client doesn't know what they're talking about is so often not the case. And I think I learned this. I did a lot of logo design. Um, and I love designing logos. Um, 
but I think a lot of the best logo designs I've done in the past is when the client has pushed me and they said, no, it's still not quite right. It needs to be better. It needs to be. And we tend to sort of, I think, stop at a certain point and say, okay, well, that's done. That's finished. Um, yeah. And there are times, not, not always, and not all clients are like this, but there are times when your client is your best kind of advocate and the best person to push you to do a little bit more um, and to think about things slightly differently. Um, in terms of workflow, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, once, I've, once I've mapped it out, as it were, um, I spend a long time rendering. Um, but then, you know, I can work very quickly to a, it, yeah. it depends really. It depends. I, I, a lot, so much of it comes down to the time frames. you know? Well, um, that's my next question then too. Like maybe the, that this will help like kind of get the question down would be like, what inspired the design for the David Crosby piece that you got with poster spy, you know, like how, yeah. tell us about how that went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a great project, man. So, um, yeah, so Poster Spy put out a call for three artists to contribute um, to AJ Eaton's documentary he made about David Crosby, um, who uh, I don't know how old you are, but <laughs> he, he, yeah, I didn't he know who it. he was. I just wanted no, to work on that. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he was before my time, to be fair. But I, when I was a teenager, I was into all kinds of music, and I, I loved um, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um, so I, I, I was. It helped that I was aware of who he was, um, but um, the the other the in terms of the inspiration for that came directly from the documentary. Um, and this is another thing you'll find in terms of working with properties, and is that you you never want to crap on the property itself, right? You always want to be like, oh, this, this film is incredible. Yeah. Fortunately, AJ has made an incredible documentary. Um, you know, and I was, I was, I watched it. I was kind of nervous before. I was like, oh man, I hope this is good. Uh, Cause there's nothing worse than that. trying to share, you know, an angle of something yeah. represents something when you don't really believe in it. Um, but the documentary is amazing. It's very, um, uh, it's, it's very, um, what's the word? Um, raw. It's kind of raw. It, it's David Crosby who's had a wild fucking life. Um, and it's him, you know, he says in the documentary that by all accounts, he shouldn't be alive. He's kind of been a drug addict. He's been in prison. Um, you know, he, he, he's just had a crazy life, completely yeah. insane life. And he's had so many health complications um, that it's kind of a miracle he's alive. So th this, this poster was partly for uh, a kind of poster for the documentary, but also because this is his 80th birthday. Um, it was his birthday celebration. Um, so yeah, in terms of the approach, it, I, what I really wanted to kind of reflect was the kind of portrait of the artist um, in, in a kind of, the, so much of the documentary is him revealing and it's confessional. Um, and he's really sort of looking back on things. So there's this this notion of the passage of time. Um, and if anyone's seen the image, um, the, my kind of through route into that was he has this wild uh, hair that he's always had. 
um, and he famously wrote a song about being a hippie called Almost Cut My Hair. Um, and um, so his hair is kind of iconic to him and his personality anyway. Um, but he also spent a lot of time whilst he was having these troubles with addiction and fame uh, yeah. on the sea. So I wanted to kind of combine these ideas of the passage of time with the sea, which I think is um, a kind of big part of his life. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's metaphors within there as well with the, the, the kind of, um, I don't know, the, the idea of him, I don't know, it's, it's a tricky one because I had to decide whether or not Shem is being a young man or an older man. Um, both of which have their benefits because so much of the documentary about is him as a young man, but it's also him reflecting on being a younger man. So I thought combining his current look with this sort of psychedelic, slightly psychedelic feel of kind of 60s posters and artwork um, kind of has that sense of the passage of time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and also on a more and a less pretentious and more direct way of answering that is that, you know, his there's the shot of him with his hair waving. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Like within the wind. Yeah. Film. Yeah. And, and that all stemmed just from that one moment where I was like, whoa, that's cool. That would look incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. whole point of like the poster, you know, it's just like what moment of the film do you want to capture that is going to, tell the whole story of or the theme of what you're gonna watch you know that's the that's the name of the yeah. game and i mean i guess you yeah. got you got really lucky that you were able to watch the documentary beforehand usually i know with like a lot of poster work you will get like maybe just keyframes like like shots yeah and you don't even get to see the film beforehand totally yeah yeah so the film i think um came out in 2019 so okay. it, it's been out for a while and it it wasn't on my radar at all. Um, so I did watch it just before. Um, but yeah, there's also, there's also, I think we all know that anyone who's a sort of poster artist or, you know, involved in sort of pop culture, it all knows that feeling of watching something and being like, oh, I'm so inspired and energized by that, that I want to create something that captures some of that spirit and, um, you know, it's a way to live in that moment a little bit longer, I think. Um, yeah. And I was lucky with this one because this is one of those things that, like I said, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, you know, and my girlfriend and I were just, you know, talking about it afterwards and it raised more questions. And it was, it was great. I got to talk to the director and be like, when this thing happened, what actually happened? What happened behind the scenes? That's so like, well, awesome, I dude. tell you this. Yeah. But, and I'm like, <laughs> and actually the conversation we had when we were supposed to be talking about the poster, I was supposed to be pitching ideas. I was just asking him questions about the documentary the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Um, that you got like, and yeah. And I mean, even when like you get other gigs, you're not really talking to the director. You're really talking to like his team, you know, yeah. Like the pu yeah. Or something, right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Who oftentimes have different motivations for, yeah, like they don't have the, the actual project. like cre they don't have the creative mind. They have the marketing mind, you know. So they're not going yeah. for the art really. They're going for oh, whose name is on top first, kind of thing, you know. About yeah, that kind yeah, of hier exactly. hierarchy. Yeah, um, that's great. So that was a really fun and kind of smooth project, which is always nice. Um, 
Yeah, and shout out to Jack at Post Display. Appreciate it. Dude, that. yeah, he's been Thank killing you. it out there, man. And just like giving all that support to everybody coming up. He I don't understand how he does it. Like he must have more time, I think, than everybody else. But yeah. He's I mean he says that constantly. That's like his main business right now. Like he has all his focus on it. So he you know, he has to make it work. I'm just like Yeah. It's crazy. I know, how... but he also he also does YouTube like technology reviews and like camera. He's a photographer. Oh wow, dude! Yeah, yeah. Man. I didn't even know that yeah. side of him. Yeah, neither I did know. I. I became Facebook friends with him a while ago. And you know when you become Facebook friends with someone and you don't know what they look like and yeah, maybe not Facebook, it's some sort of social media and you're like, I don't know. Yeah, he seems to be everywhere all at once. But, yeah, I just know him through Poster Spy, really. Like, that's, like, through that. But yeah. he has a whole other life. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so speaking of, like, that Crosby piece, because I also have this issue where it's just, like, I never really know when a piece is finished, you know, because you're always going to go in and be like, oh, I can keep going into that. At what point, like, did you know that you were finished when you were finished? Or were you like, mm, maybe I should have done more? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can always, there's always more tinkering to be done. Um, you know, I've I've had posters where um, I know I should have, you know, have left it somewhere between the last round that I saved and where I'm up to currently, you know. Um, overworking them is definitely a thing. And I've actually been very, like, cognizant of that recently, putting too much texture in and kind of overworking it. Um, and then, yeah, of course, there's underworking it. Like, the, the deadline is the biggest... Um, yeah. <laughs> the biggest kind of uh, line that's drawn. But I, I think that's come with time. You know, I look back on older stuff now, and I'm like, wow, that's not... I didn't even bother finishing that. And I'm sure the piece that I'm thinking of, I was just like, well, this is a masterpiece. I'm done. Yeah, you know, yeah. And it looks so half baked in every sense. Um, I think I think there comes a moment when you start sort of questioning whether or not you're done. Um, sometimes that's from frustration. I don't know. I think the, the advice I would give is if you feel like you're done, stop if you can, and then leave it for a day or two, ideally, and come back to it, and it'll it'll speak to you completely differently. Um, and you'll notice the stuff that isn't working and you'll see um, or you'll just feel, you know, like, actually, this is looking all right. Yeah, um, I've had moments where it's just like I'll finish a piece, but then something in my gut is just telling me, like, this isn't it, you know. So then I'll, I'll do yeah. that. I'll, I'll wait like a day or two and then I'll get back to it and then completely change up the composition or something. And then until I feel it in my gut that I'm like, all right, this is actually what I want to show people. I mean, I th yeah, it, ha yeah. it happened with uh, the Ted Lasso piece I just uh, posted. It was just like right. I had like three different backgrounds and just like none of it was working until I felt like maybe just a simple thing going on in the back would work the best. And I felt yeah, better yeah. about it. Yeah. So did you post it and then change it? No, no, I, I posted the okay. one. I f but it was done for like a week. But it was just like yeah, something yeah. kept nagging at me, like, no, you can't show this yet. Like, this isn't yeah. what you want to show. It's like tapping on the window, being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not done yet. 
Yeah, well, that, I was just going to say, because the other thing that I have done in the past is just go back to old work. And like, um, I think there's a tendency to sort of think, well, if I posted it, I can't change it. And if, yeah, course, that's not true. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, and yeah, then there's I, moments where I've like posted a piece and immediately see something that I messed up. And it's just like, oh, yeah, well, it's kind of set in stone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's it's a funny thing, the actual act of posting. Um, one of the things that, coming from like graphic design, when you're about to share something, you tend to put it in a PDF, you map it all out, you, you know, that that is a whole process in and of itself. Um, yeah. And even if it's just for social media, you know, you tend to have, it just feels good getting it out there. But for me, putting illustrations out there or sending it to a client, um, I, it's nerve-wracking it's it feels so personal even if it's not necessarily like even if it's a yeah exactly something that i feel a little bit distanced from it's so strange to me to to have the feeling of like oh god i don't want to hit send on the email or post on instagram whatever it is it's, it's a strange thing any email i've ever written like till this day i'll like look it over it a thousand times and still feel like I don't want to send this yet. Something, something's yeah. going to be wrong with it. You know? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is. I used to drive just... my business partner nuts. Cause I'd be like, can you reread this? And then I'd read it out <laughs> loud and then I'd check it and double check it, change it, put it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's moments too, where I overchecked it too many times to the point where I was just like, I still forgot something because I was focused on something else in it. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 And it, you know, it could probably be a two line. Here it is, you know, invoice. Attached. Yeah, we we <laughs> overthink it way too much than we give it time for. But um, yeah. Uh, so let's yeah. see. Um, so you're doing all this. You're doing all this illustration work. What is success to you then? Like, what's the end goal for as a career for you? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think, I don't know, I, it's kind of corny, but um, I don't know, it's weird, I have goals, I have goals. For yeah. long, I think at the back of my mind, just being an illustrator for a long time was a goal, it was just something that I thought was off in the distance, and, um, but I, I, I do, I mean, I've had some, and I, when I say some, I mean just a tiny bit of success and I'm very fortunate that um over the last year I've projects have led on to other projects um um that being said you know am I having is it a flourishing career yet no but I I you know I'm as long as I can pay the bills that's success as far as I'm concerned I, the the fact that I, I'm drawing and someone is paying me to do it regardless of how much it is yeah uh, is mind-blowing to me uh really is like and the, also the fact that it took me so long to sort of dive in and have faith in myself that it could be a thing um it's kind of crazy um so success i don't know um it's all the obvious stuff you know i'd I'd like to have a bit more of a presence out there and right you know, but I don't know, maybe not. Like I, I also would quite. If people are just going to pay me and I did it anonymously, yeah. So, so as long as it's you know you you can live off 
your artwork you know that's the the name of the game you know you're happy with uh, what you're yeah. doing exactly exactly yeah and i suppose also just like i guess a bit more choice of projects um, yeah but then that being said i most of my work today has been sort of filmic and film was is the early love that has sort of stuck with me um so i'm getting hired on the stuff that i'm putting out there and that's become a bit of a cycle which is amazing um yeah and then i don't know beyond that yeah paying the bills i think one thing that would feel like a real um kind of leap forward and i don't even know how realistic this is but would be having either an agent or someone who can just help manage the, a lot of the nitty-gritty of projects coming in and out you know um, yeah so you can just focus on the artwork actually yeah yeah exactly um and funnily enough i actually almost i i, I get a lot more kind of um uh, you know, random messages from people showing interest in my work. Um, and I almost fell for a scam the other day. Someone tried to scam me into it. It's oh, the really? best scam I've had so far. Which one? Um, I did, I did, to be fair, I, I caught it early on enough that I didn't, you know, get into the nitty gritty details, yeah. but it's amazing how easy it is, you know, for someone to be like, Hey, you like film, you like drawing come along, we'll do one of this project together. And I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's great. Um, and I'm glad I caught it. Uh, but it's, it's even falling for that stuff for a minute feels horrible, you know? Right. I mean, I've I've gotten a plenty of them. I mean, i gotten the common ones where it's just like, oh, my, my, it's my wife's birthday, blah, blah, blah. I love your work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a budget of a thousand to like five thousand dollars. Like, Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 There's that one. I'll send you a check other... out today. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send you a check, something like that. And then there's the other one where it's just like, I, I've been getting this one a lot recently. It's the, oh, we have a residency in Tuscany, like Spain, I think in Rome or something, Spain. Um, just apply for it. Uh, it's $90 to apply, but you'll definitely get it. And right. you'll have a residency in Spain to do all your work there and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, Okay. Sure. Yeah. 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 But that it's film funny, one that you me, got is interesting. I've never heard of that one. It was just a little, you know, it was, I, I, I think it, go, it goes back to what I was saying about posting work, which is yeah. that if, if a graphic design project came through, there's a sort of detachment. It's not that I'm not passionate about the graphic design. I am. And, and you know, I, there's areas of it I love more than others, but um, the feeling of, someone wanting me to create to draw for them or to illustrate something that means something to them um you know your imp my impulse is just to be like yes let's do it and <laughs> yeah. make this work um and of course you know you need to be savvy and spot those red flags um but yeah that, that was the first time in a long time where i was like just ready to go all in before kind of like stepping back and saying whoa, whoa, whoa what are we doing here who are you yeah. Why is your profile picture so strange? <laughs> <laughs> and those are the worst, man, because for for then everybody else that like are desperately needing work, you know, like that they desperately yeah, need money yeah. and they fall for it because they're like, oh, this is the the next best thing for me. But I yeah, mean, yeah, mostly, thankfully, most of the time people see it before they get too into it. Yeah. Yeah.
That's yeah. So, all right. So then we're coming down to the last few I know, questions. I, I don't know if I just answered your last question. So no, I yeah, you did. It's all about, you know, okay. living. You you said it nicely. Um, it was just all about living off your artwork, you know, and right. making it that way. Um, I always ask it because there's certain people that also they want to live off their artwork, but they also want to ha have the fame with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just mm -hmm. interesting to see like what people's goals are on that end, because then there's other people, I mean, like me, where it's just like, I'll reach something, but then I already see something much farther down the line where it's just like the totem pole just keeps moving farther and farther away. away Cause you're just constantly, for me, it's just like yeah. satisfaction. I'm just like, I need more. I feel, you know? Yeah. 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 I think, um, I, I, that totally resonates with me. I know exactly what you mean. I, I think for me, the, the kind of, um, I don't know, when I started out, again, specifically in graphic design, but I was so hungry for certain things and certain milestones. Um, and, you know, when they came along, the minute they're there, you're like, okay, well, next one, next one. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't like so living it. No, no. Um, and I think I, I've chilled out a little bit in that way. Um, and it kind of goes back to the, the success thing. It's like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm successful by the one anyone else's standards but I, I feel a certain amount of like contentment and fortunate fortunate you know uh kind of gratitude more than anything else that um you know i'm able to do this um yeah but yeah and it's a cliche but it's it's you know it's the um it's not the destination uh it's the journey right and yeah and, and yeah. It, yeah and it truly is especially with art and illustration design you know learning processes and i'm more excited when things kind of click into place and you learn something new or you you have a bit of an epiphany work-wise or um you know or you, or you connect with someone either whether it be a kind of like someone a fan or someone who likes your work or someone who you're working with to create something um and those are the things i think stick around a bit longer than uh, the milestones that being said having the goalposts there so you can see where you're going that's also really important it's, i just it becomes less of an obsession i think over time yeah personally. i guess that's one thing yeah like once you've reached enough of them you're just like okay we can slow down a little bit <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah. that's like when you're starting out it's just that sudden urge of just hustle of just full steam ahead until you get where you you got to go and you're stable yeah. enough to uh, make the money. Totally, totally. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. When I started out, I yeah. was so hungry. For, it, it doesn't help that, you know, when you're young, you're looking at the people who are at the top of the game, and and there's just that huge disconnect. Um, and that's frustrating, um, and it's exciting when you do feel like you're getting somewhere towards it, even if it is early on. Um, but yeah, I try not to get too obsessed with that these days. That's always good to hear. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, coming to the end here, uh, so any last like advice for any upcoming illustrators, graphic designers? Yeah. Um, so again, from speaking from my, um, journey, um, I think self-initiated projects are 
enormous. And I know that, again, that's not easy when you have like a day job or, um, you know, the luxury of savings to fall back on. Um, but, you know, we all find ways of whittling away time. Um, and I think I was certainly pretty diligent about, um, you know, setting aside certain social activities or staying up late, whatever it would be to work on something, even if no one was saying, Hey, you need to work on this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of that is just also, again, like putting it out there and saying like, look, I made this, what do you think? Putting it out there in the world. Um, and, you know, then you get some feedback and it becomes a bit of um, um, a kind of reciprocating thing. Um, so, yeah, I think like self-initiate projects are your best friend. And I think if you go to college or you don't go to college, you know, even if you're in college, be doing that. Because I think something you will learn something from, you know, a teacher who's telling you to do a project. But um, I don't know that you'll always have that same level of passion that you would do if you're not sort of putting the pieces together yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, and then in terms of other advice, um, there's a graphic designer called Frank Camero, and he, he said this thing. I heard this so long ago, but it stuck with me. It's a cycling analogy where he talks about um, train your weaknesses and race your strengths. Um, and what I've sort of taken that to mean is that the stuff that you find hard and you're not good at and you struggle with, whether it be like composition or color or whatever it is, you regularly train on that. You know, you practice and practice um, and, and, you know, you just do a little bit often, keep working away at that. And then in terms of the other side of it is, is you race your strength. So the stuff that you feel confident at, you really push yourself to do better um, and to really keep kind of like, um, you know, challenge yourself. Okay, I'm really good at, I've got colored down. Well, do a, approach something black and white, approach something, you know, from a color palette that's so unlike anything you've ever done before, you know, um, you know, invert your colors, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, challenge yourself for the stuff you feel confident about um damn that's good that yeah wow. great i wish i could claim that but it's not mine yeah no uh, that's really good i mean with me that's something i could hold on to now because I, that's the first i'm mm -hmm. hearing man that's great yeah and then the other thing i think is talking about all the social media stuff you can't get away from it these days it's yeah part of it um is yeah don't don't be afraid to share stuff um even if you still, I mean, it's a tricky one. I, I wouldn't say share everything, but yeah. um, if you if it felt good doing it and you're kind of happy, just put it out there. Just put it out there, especially if you're starting out. Um, you will only get better, and you'll only look at your old stuff thinking like that's kind of crap. And you know, yes, it's on the internet and it'll stick around for a while. But in doing that, you're creating engagement, um, and you know, even though algorithms aren't really quite the same as they used to be a few years ago people aren't seeing and you know engaging yeah. with people's work in the same way there's always people who you know if you use the right hashtags there are people who seek stuff out and really those are the people that you actually want to have see your stuff because yeah you know, they're already looking for 
something you're, tr- you're trying to build to a niche us. exactly exactly um so yeah don't be afraid to share stuff um i don't are you familiar with um carl kapinski he's an illustrator uh, i think he's english Check his him last out. Name he, the reason I, familiar yeah he's he he's he the reason I bring him up is because he talked about, he used to share paintings and stuff. Um, and then he realized that, and he didn't want to share like his sketches or whatever, because they're sketches and they belong in a sketchbook or whatever. And he started to slowly share, share his sketches online. And he completely blew up in social media. Um, he's already known art, established artist, but he's now got a crazy following because he just shares all of his sketches. Um, and of course, he's incredibly talented, but I remember him saying that he was sort of afraid of sharing those sketches and thinking that no one would be interested in them. And of course, um, right. yeah, yeah, there's, and, and it really, if I've done anything in terms of my illustration career today, it's just been sharing stuff online, um, uh, you know, in, uh, anywhere and everywhere and um, doing that consistently. Um, because again, you know, I said that I've only started my career a year ago. You know, I've been posting stuff online for um, a decade. So it's, I think, being consistent in your output and being consistent in your work, even if someone's not saying, "Here's a brief. Here's a um, here's a project for you." Yeah, Find creating your own, your own projects, kind of, and just putting those out there. And like going yeah. back to then the sketches thing, it's just. I feel like a lot of people like to see that because it's just like a more like you're going more into someone's brain because that's you're seeing their ideas and you're not really just seeing the final piece, the like really polished out piece, you know? Yeah. Well, there's a strange thing in graphic design where, um, and I think it's kind of true of illustration as well, where sometimes when you show someone a finished piece, I had this a lot throughout the years, especially doing logo design. Um, if it's really good, it just seems obvious that it would look like that. And I've had this weird thing where people push back on it because it's too, it's too obvious. It's too, you know, it, that's what I would expect kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it's kind of true of illustration as well. If you show someone a really finished, finished, polished piece, um, it can sometimes just feel like it was always meant to look like that. And therefore, but yeah, if you peel back the layers and show some of the process, people see that. They feel it. They feel Yeah, it gives it more of that human quality. It's not like, oh, it's already, yeah. like, it was just put together and printed out, like, real quick, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't just exist. Exactly. Like, there was, there was a process in making this and not just put together, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then awesome. there's one more thing that I'd say yeah. about... Sorry, I know this is a long one. <laughs> no, no, right. this is just, this is the normal amount, dude. You have no okay. idea. <laughs> okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, the, the last thing I'd say about advice is, um, this goes back to what I was saying before, is that try not to, like, compare yourself to where you're at right now with other people, anyone really, but particularly, uh, you know, whoever you're looking at who might be at the top of their game or, or, or you know, just someone who's, older or not not even an age thing necessarily you know we all come to things at different times and learn things at different rates and i think it's so easy to um 
to ask to fret over why we're not there yet and what's happening and i think if you focus on the work and you just enjoy the process um again and again this goes back to the journey versus but versus you know the destination yeah if you're just looking for like an outcome and you just want the piece to be done um you're you're not going to enjoy illustration as a career you have to learn to enjoy the sketching and the rendering and the concepts and the um and that takes like patience um and it's, pa- it's the patience same and career. discipline yeah. patience and discipline exactly exactly and and that works for the work itself but also your whole career yeah for sure yeah that's a lot of good stuff man and you know it's yeah it is a lot for people to process but it's valuable information because you're working at it right now and you're you're a pure example of that of showing what what discipline and dedication gives you you know yeah, so um, yeah I, I cheers man yeah for sure so uh last question i want to know what movie recommendations you have right now and anything that you have recently seen man um this is a tough one because for someone who is a have you been able to go into the theater are you so technically yes yeah you can okay but i i haven't been to a theater i I have a six-year-old daughter and when she was born, there was a good year where, you know, the thought of going out anywhere was insane. (laughs) And then, you know, and and most people of course can do that. But for me, like, you know, um, with my work as well, I'm just like, I'm basically a shut-in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been a while since I've been to the cinema. Um, But uh, one, one, I have a client, um, Brightwall Dark Room, who are an online um, film kind of essay website. People create essays about their favorite films. Um, they have kind of monthly themes where people pitch their ideas. Um, and so I do some illustrations um, over there. And that's been awesome because I basically, over recently, over the last few years, I've gone through a rut of, you know, just watching The Sopranos and The Wire or whatever over and over again for kind of comfort. Um, and I did, that's what I do. I basically watch the same shit over and over. I love movies right. in the 70s. So I'll, I'll just watch 70s movies over and over again, even though I've seen them a million times. But what's great about working for the site is I get these pitches um, that, you know, I, I may get whilst they're writing the essay. Um, but they're often for movies I haven't seen. So then I'll watch those and they're always great movies because, you know, people are writing about them. Um, yeah. They're not going to talk about a crap one. No, no. Well, yeah. and, and you know what? Sometimes they do, they talk about kind of, you know, slightly off kilter films and talk about the effect that had on them as a kid or whatever it might be, but it's always interesting. Um, and one I watched recently, um, some movies documentary, uh, called hands on a hard body. I don't know if you've heard, heard of that, that one. No. So it's a documentary from, fuck, I don't know when, the 80s maybe? Early 90s? I'm not sure. Feels very timeless. Because even though it's recorded on, like, you know, old school cam cameras, yeah. low budget, crazy low budget. It's about um, a car 
uh, dealership do this promotional thing where it's you put your hands on the car, everyone puts that, and the last person to take the hand off the car wins the car. Right. Okay. Um, I remember those things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and so this documentary crew um, film this competition, um, and that in and of itself is kind of weirdly riveting, but it also becomes this really kind of philosophical think piece about how people interact together and like what it means to to push yourself because you know they do it for like 72 hours i think something insane oh my god yeah really crazy and people get delirious and you know they they take breaks um but it's a real endurance test and they have like marines doing it and stuff uh, anyway it's so much more than it is at first glance. It, the you know it says on the tin, right? It, like it's, it's one of those topics where it's just like, oh, this is ridiculous. But then somehow there's just like a deeper meaning within it. Yeah, yeah. It truly transcends, and it becomes about your fellow man. It's it's incredible. A really incredible documentary. Um, yeah, and that's probably I don't know. And then I I saw again for. Um, for this website, uh, Brightwall Darkroom, uh, Terence Malick's Hidden Life. Um, I haven't seen that one either he, now. Yeah, so he he did um, Badlands and Days of oh, Heaven. Oh, okay. Um, Tree of Life. Um, and it's just, it, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, that's for sure. It's very um, art house kind of meditative again quite kind of philosophical yeah um and actually hidden life is i, I think it's like three hours long maybe longer Oof. um and yeah yeah it's very dreamy wandering cameras and stuff so if you're into that kind of thing incredible if you're not into that thing you're gonna have a hard time with it um yeah and I, I gotta say i i loved it but um his more recent stuff, I you know, I, I prefer his earlier stuff where it's a little more narrative based. Um, but everything he does is is sublime, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, check Terrence Mann. I still got yeah, I got to check cool. out his the Badland Badlands. Is that what it's called? Badlands is one of my favorites. Yeah, I love that movie. I have to check that um, one out. It's been on the list for a while. Yeah, it's great. It's really really cool. Um, from 1973 another 70s movie that i watch over and over again um, so what's with the 70s that you love so much i don't know i don't know i mean it's it was it was i guess it was a t that time of like experimenting and um i think i don't know it's a combination of stuff that has been sort of well documented but i it, it's these, these kind of young filmmakers who were given lots of money to explore yeah. new ideas and they were kind of inspired by um, the French new wave and that kind of, so it's a combination of, there's a kind of gritty realism to them where they're exploring real kind of um, heady, weighty ideas, but then, you know, they're throwing in like dream sequences and just wild, uh, wild stuff. I don't know. I And also maybe I'm just, stuck in that era i don't know um yeah i don't know i don't it's al pacino, Robert al pacino De Niro, always great but, you yeah know, those guys at their peak like yeah um 
I don't know, 1973 is the year of like a bunch of my favorite movies. Um, I think Papillon is that year. That's a, that's a great movie. You got to give me a list uh, of those original. movies then. Those like seventies. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. There's very few that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, let me let me let me bring it up. Let me bring it yeah. up. Yeah. If you got, if you, sorry, listeners. All good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the long goodbye with Elliot. Long Gould. Good. That's, a, that's a fucking cool movie. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm weirdly obsessed with <laughs> movies from nine seven. Uh, mean Streets. Mean Streets. I think I'm familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Westworld, Papillon. Oh, Westworld. Speaking of Westworld, I ho- I don't know yeah. if they're going to come out with another season, but those ones in, on HBO are amazing. Amazing. Man. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Crazy good. Yeah, I really enjoy I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen Westworld. I don't think I've seen the third season. I think it's... There was five? Three? I, oh. I, I, I forget. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm not up to date. I'm I'm not up to date with anything because I'm still stuck in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you, oh man, so you haven't seen anything new, huh? Like, uh, yeah, I I I struggle. I have this all the time. Um, and then you know, the, one of my big issues as well is that you know I tend to cycle in and out of like The Wire and The Sopranos and Band of Brothers, Mad Men, and those. You know, there's so many of those episodes. Yeah. Um, you know that takes up. Half, one that half I've gotten into. <laughs> yeah, one that I've gotten into now is a um, money heist because I've heard so much about it, and then a new season just came out. So it's uh, it's I think, I think I've seen the visuals for that. Yeah, it's is the it one the, with um, the Dali mask, and then they're all in red. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's got an anonymous fight. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? So it's yeah. like a whole heist. It's the whole thing is about like it's a heist at a, like a mint bank in Spain. And they're basically taking hostages, like of 67 hostages and they're all workers there. So they're basically making them print the money unmarked bills instead of just stealing the money that's already there. So the goal is for them to make like a $2.3 billion. And then, and it's all, they had planned out for like five months and everything. And it's, and I'm on like the second season now, and it, it there's so many different like problems that they face throughout it all. They have the, the one guy outside who's the mastermind called the professor. It's great, dude. It's all so good. Brilliant. Yeah. And is it Spanish or is it? It's it, yeah. Film? So it's it's all in Spanish, but with the obviously English subtitles. But it, I think they also have right. like the possibility of English dub or whatever. But oh I'm, no no I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm no fear of the subtitle. <laughs> yeah yeah like I'm. I was born in the Dominican Republic, so it doesn't bother me. I could like just watch it with with no subtitles and be fine. Right. But um, yeah, incredible, dude. I yeah, think that would be that something that that you'd be interested in for sure. Yeah, that reminds me. So I tell you what. The other thing I do is I will occasionally, depending on where I'm at in a project, if I'm just rendering, and I know that it's, I'm going to just be in a flow state and not have to worry too much about yeah. thinking about things. I will sometimes just slap a movie on and put it in the background. Yeah, no, that, um, that's exactly what I do too. And and, and or I'll just put a show that I've seen a hundred times, and then just just to have thing. something. Has, yeah, just to yeah, have something. It's got to be something that isn't that you can listen to without watching necessarily. Exactly, um, and you you have to have seen it before because if it takes your attention away from what you're doing, then you're, it's, it's, you're the ruining your, your whole flow state. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So, and speaking of the um, the heist thing, I put on Inside Man, um, Spike Lee's Inside Man. Yeah, you've seen that. Um, and it's funny because the the whole thing. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but um, uh, I won't say anything except that. I've seen it before. I I kind of remembered it being good, but you know, I, I'll throw it on. I just kept trying to work, and then I was just like, "Yeah, that, that just happened." <laughs> and that's what yeah. happened with uh, this show. Because even though right. I, I know what's what's happening with what they're saying, but it's just it's like one of those shows where it's just like there's so much visual going on that it's too good to not like not look. And during I work from home um, with my day job, and I try and. Yeah. I tried to put it on today and I just spent like a good half hour without realizing just watching it. And I'm <laughs> yeah, like, Oh yeah. shit. So then I had to turn it yeah, off and uh, get back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's dangerous yeah. man working like that. But you know, with, with us, it's just, I feel like we need something there just so, cause we don't make noise when we're working, you know, it's a very quiet kind of situation and I just yeah. don't like, I just need something going on while I'm, I work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be very quiet and lonely. Um, <laughs> you know, I I quite like solitude. I'm I'm comfortable that way. Um, but it's funny since my partner has started working from home, she's you know just in the other room. I do find myself just kind of getting out, you know, standing behind her, being like, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, what's trying to find like, a reason to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I guess without having any, I've, you know, worked from home, um, with it, you know, with the exception of freelancing in places every once in a while, I've worked from home for like over a decade now. So I thought, you know, I was completely used to it or whatever, but, um, totally different having someone else. Yeah. Cause now it's like so adding something new into the mix. Um, I mean, yeah. The, the, yeah. I just recently got this job back in July and it's my first job where I'm working from home and I haven't met my bosses in person. It's just all through like Slack right, uh, yeah. messaging and just video calls, but like, I don't even know what the office looks like. So it's very interesting right. to start a new job like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's weird time to be yeah. starting anything. Do you mind if I ask what the job is? Is it kind of related to? Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm a, I work at tops um, as the, as a designer for them. So I'm, I've been designing the baseball cards for the company the and everything. Cards. Yeah, dude. That's a dream job, surely, man. Dude, That's it's amazing. so fun. Oh, man. It was like once I heard that they wanted the interview and then I got it, it was just like a dream come true. Uh, the card set that I just worked on, it was um, for the 86 Mets. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with like World Series and all of that stuff. Only only from the 70s. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> down with the 80s. Exactly. <laughs> no, uh, I don't have the first. All right, so, so the Mets won <laughs> won the eighty six World Series and it's like we collaborated with ESPN and you know, ESPN is owned by Disney and all that. So I was I was the huge. one in charge yeah. of, of designing that car, that forty card set. And I'm a huge Mets wow. fan. So it was just like on top of that dream after dream come true. And um one of the cards That's Mike amazing, Tyson, especially because sorry, you've only been there yeah. since July, you said? Yeah, yeah, July, and then Good my creative you, man. director man is amazing. He gave, he trusted in me to do this, and um, yeah, dude, it's just been fun every day. Like it, they just, we just released it today. I, I worked on it for like two weeks straight on it, and we released it because uh, the documentary is coming out. So it's thirty for thirty right. ESPN. So they had made a documentary 
for this for the 86 Mets because of all the like all the kind of different crazy things that they did because in the 80s you know New York was very lively and everything and a lot of um stuff happened with the team and so they're covering it and I think Jimmy Kimmel was one of the producers for this and uh he's part of the card set too so um he I made a card for him and we sent out the card that I designed for him to do autographs for that we'll be selling on those site and also Mike Tyson was there because that's when he was really big so yeah he's, like all these celebrities are signing the card that I designed it it's just crazy dude crazy to it's not mind blowing it's nuts and that's, yeah. that's you know there's so much to contend with with this job you know there's little stability i don't mean that specific job i mean just right right industry, you know it's like um there's a lot of scary stuff there's a lot of, but when you get to do stuff like that man that's that's incredible and that's, and, and, yeah that's what it is you know and it's just like I, I tried to like just start off as a freelancer and it, it was just, I wasn't there yet. Like I'm just, I just don't feel like I could start out there yet. So I like the stability of the job, but I'm, and mm -hmm. just finding this job now, finally, where it's just like, I'm able to put my creative input and still have the security that I, I, I strive for, but the dream still yeah. is to then hopefully still live off my artwork and like become that freelancer. So I can just work from home and, do what I gotta do, yeah. You know, but yeah, I love yeah. it, dude. It's a great job. Yeah, yeah. And also on that note, I don't want to kind of mischaracterize anything. Like I, right. I've always, you know, I there was never a moment where I was just like, I'm out on my own. This is, you know, there's all stability. It's always a kind of balancing act. Yeah. Um, and I think like you know the stuff you'll learn there. I mean, you, it sounds like you're already sailing, <laughs> but. Um, you know that stuff's invaluable, and I and I think like it's interesting with this pandemic, with everyone being at home. You know, I met so many people out the years who are sort of jealous of me working from home, and it's funny seeing people's reactions to that because it's it's not all. Um, it's not all know, positive. Racist. Yeah, no, because some no, some people no. don't like it. They prefer to be yeah. in the office and getting that kind of inter interaction. Whereas I feel like totally. for illustrators, we're just like in our element when we're by ourselves because we don't want to be annoyed by people like while no, we're working, yeah, you know? yeah. especially when yeah. you're in that full state. Yeah, totally. Or if you're a weird introverted hermit like I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like we all are. But um, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, when it comes to like jobs and stuff. I feel like everybody has their, you know, their dream of what they they're striving for, you know, not not everybody wants to be a freelance illustrator and that's totally fine, yeah. you know, but you could still get a creative feel, creative job and have yeah. that stability you want and be fulfilled in that sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, there's endless route. I think as long, you know, going back to the goalpost thing, as long as you're sort of heading vaguely in the right direction, you you'll find that you'll get there. Oh, hell yeah, man. All right, yeah. dude. I think we we reached our endpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to drag this on any. So, is the 30 by 30 ESPN stuff out there somewhere now? Yeah. So, you, you, um, they just, we just released it today. Um, so you can go to the okay. Tops website and Top. um, actually created the banner too. It's on the front page. Amazing. It's just like today Sick. has been a, like a very like busy day for me in that sense. But um, yeah, man. Yeah. So it's well, out hey, now. Yeah, yeah, and we're selling it for uh, for a week. You have uh, okay, seven, cool. yeah. So it's like seven days to purchase it. Once you, that window's done, then it's in. 
I actually purchased right. one of the auto cards for Mike Tyson because one of my one of my favorite guys and again Mets. Oh yeah, Mets Tyson together. I designed amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, congrats, um, man. That's amazing. Thanks, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out on the website. It's going to be out there and um, for sure. Yeah. Wicked. Wicked. All right. Yeah, it will do. So, let's uh, end it here. This was amazing, man. Thanks again, Tom. This was awesome. It was just, it's always fun to talk to uh, other artists and just like yeah. talk shop, you know? I appreciate Absolutely. it. Um, where they where can uh, they find you before we head out? Um. So, probably the best place is on instagram uh which is at studio ralston i think <laughs> should know that now um and uh, my website is uh tom ralston.info uh, and you can see my work there um and i think that has links to everything else yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah awesome all right everybody check out tom tom's work get get into that and uh thanks again man i appreciate it yeah cheers cheers man great chatting to you all right man Bye.